Asking Questions. I'm Julia. And I'm Sid. And today we are covering, well, this is our new installment of What Haunts You. It's our spooky segment. Yeah. So we'll see where it takes us. Yeah. But today we have two spooky locations we won't reveal until we get to our own. Mm-hmm. Which is like in a minute, so you'll find out soon. Yeah, dun dun dun. The suspense. <laughs> we even have candles to make it spookier in here. And said so turn the lights out. Mm-hmm. I never turn the lights on because that's how I live. Mm-hmm. Um, but I closed Same. a couple curtains to make it a little bit dark. I like lamps at night. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's spooky. Yay. Cue spooky music. Is there any amendments to the minutes I send out? (laughs) I was thinking, were there any corrections from the last episode or any news we wanted to share? Mm -mm. But my life's pretty boring. Same. So, okay. So, shall we get on with it? We shall. (laughs) Okay. All right, so I'm going to go first, because ladies first. Yeah, sure. Okay. What's that make me? That makes you Julia, <laughs> and you don't identify with anything, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need to cut that, too. Probably to cut that. We'll see. We'll, I'll do a mix-up. <laughs> All right, okay, moving on. Maybe I'll just put it in your dude looks like a lady there. Dude looks like a lady. Okay. Maybe they'll stop running up there now. So yours is a surprise to me. Is there anything that I need to like pull up? You do have a document of pictures. Okay. And don't do anything with it yet. Correct. Don't do anything with the pictures other than at some point look at them. Mm, Yes. Okay. 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 So do you have the pictures pulled up? Yes. I see a black screen. Okay. That's because I left space so that you wouldn't see the photos right away. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm just going to start. My pick is a haunted hotel. Cue spooky music again. And it is the Cecil Hotel. Have you ever heard of it? I have. Have you? Do you know everything about it? Nah, I know a decent. Decent amount. Decent amount. Okay. Well, if I left anything out, then please fill me in. Okay. Okay. There's a lot to this hotel, though. Because it kind of branches off into different things too mm-hmm. so i think going to all the different side stories i just kind of stuck with most of the facts so if you have details to throw in please throw them in okay okay so the cecil hotel was sometimes called hotel death or the suicide the cecil hotel has a reputation for being one of the most haunted places in los angeles in los angeles california and it was even the inspiration for american horror stories season hotel I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Yes. Good. I did too. I feel like it wasn't my people, favorite. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite though. I feel like I've heard a lot of people that don't like it, but I, I honestly, I didn't it. like it at first. It, it was as the storyline mm-hmm. grew. Yeah. But Lady Gaga is amazing though. She, she's she my favorite. Was, yes. But this hotel did inspire that hotel in that season, which is Hotel Cortez. Mm-hmm. I love that name too. And I think it, it did also have some inspiration from H.H. H. Holmes' uh, murder castle, mm-hmm. but still it was set in the hotel and it more followed the lines of this. Cecil. And I believe Ryan Murphy even mentioned that he did get inspiration from this hotel 
I think after one of the major missing person slash deaths that occurred there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which was around the time. Was that one actually, of the last ones? It was, it, it would have been, so that one that would have inspired would have been 2013. So okay, that that's would have been the one I was around the time of. he was probably producing that season mm-hmm. of it. Because I think it started in 2010, mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. So, like the first season, you mean? Yeah. Yes. And I believe Hotel Cortez was five. <sighs> oh, no, I think Freak Show was five. Coven was three. Mm-hmm. And was it Freak Show or was it? I think it might have been seven. Hotel Next. Oh, it was fifth. Mm. Was Freak Show four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think six was Roanoke. I didn't love Roanoke. I want to rewatch yep. it, but I did not love it the first time. Yeah, I've watched it a couple times now. I've watched all the multiple, but I just didn't love Roanoke that I didn't want to rewatch it. Yeah, I don't. I loved Freak Show. Yeah, I don't know. Good. A lot of people don't like it though. I mean, the fa- <laughs> I feel like the fan favorite is always the first one though. Yeah, no, Coven and Freak Show are probably my Coven's favorites. My favorite. I really did like Apocalypse though mm-hmm. because of the crossover. Yes, I. I like this last one though too. Remember what this last one was? That was was that no? Was that, that was the aliens feature. with the like government? I and... I liked it, but I was mad that it wasn't. They should have given each of those stories a full uh, season. Mm-hmm. So having the double feature, which yeah, with vampires, they've been doing yeah, yeah they've been doing this double feature stuff, haven't they? Just that one time. Why is it the rest is they do like those oh, one off special episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Which those are they're a nice little sprinkle. To get you through to the actual season. I also think that Freak Show is my favorite because that was the first season I ever watched. It was on FX, like when I was growing up, and mm-hmm. I it was just the I came across it one day. I was like, I love it, and then I like mm-hmm. went back and watched them all. And then in college is like when I got the subscriptions, mm-hmm. so hey, of course. Yeah, I know. I watched them all on FX as it first started. Like I was sitting there waiting for the very first episode yeah, to I, premiere. Oh, that's so cool! I and wish. It was in my basement bedroom, no windows, so it was already super creepy. But um, yeah, it's always been my favorite show, and they're so creative. They're so talented. Did you see Kim Kardashian's going to be in some? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm open minded. So I'm open minded, but we'll see. I'm curious how they're going to play her. Like, well, I've never seen her acting, so I mean, she's probably always acting, but like acting in a movie. (laughs) Yeah, like on someone else's script, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. And they're bringing Emma Roberts back, too. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. I love when they bring back the but cast I that have been out. Don't believe we'll have Evan Peters. Mm-mm. And Jessica Lange hasn't been in it Mm-mm. for a long time. And she's been always my favorite. Mm-hmm. And Evan. Yeah, like, oh. Those two. Maybe Angela Bassett will make an appearance because she's another amazing actress. Anyway. <laughs> we could talk about American Horror yeah. Story. But once the new, seasons co- new season comes out, we should just do a review of it. We should. Even if it's just for us. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so yeah. Cecil Hotel was an inspiration for Hotel Cortez. And if you remember that season, you'll see very um various activities going on in that hotel. You have paranormal activity, you have drug activity. It's released on August 1st. I didn't oh. really state. I don't know what you're saying. I was, like, Ooh. I was like, was that English? Because my brain wasn't ready. For oh, sorry. August say. 1st. New season of American Horror Story. <laughs> so like I'm back to you. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, that's super soon. 
Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to start that part over because mm-hmm. I didn't get very far anyway. So yes, the Cecil Hotel was an inspiration for, or the inspiration for Hotel Cortez. Mm-hmm. And if you have seen the series and you know that season, you know that the hotel is creepy. It's dirty. It's gross. It's a home for drug addicts and sex workers and the paranormal, just like the Cecil Hotel. Mm-hmm. There's lots of murders, there's suicides, there's unusual deaths, weird things going on, just like the Cecil. So I'm going to get into a little bit of it here. So in the real world, it is known as one of the most haunted places in Los Angeles, like I said before. I'm going to pause you just yeah. for a second. Are you going to tell me when to scroll to the next picture or am I free to like, like I'm on picture one go just to, to see or was I not supposed to go oh, to picture one? Let me just like remember what order the pictures are in. The first one's just like, it says Hotel Cecil, yeah. so I thought I... You can look at the first three. Okay. How's that? I'll wait a minute to scroll. I just wasn't sure if you were going to cue me or not. I don't even know. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, okay. although some guests today, well, not really today, but who had stayed at the Cecil Hotel, have complained of strange noises, cold spots, dark figures in their rooms... You. Uh, yeah. But then also, like, fine line between seeing that and then having sleep paralysis. So anytime I hear people say that, I'm like, oh, are you sure? Yeah, but, yeah. like, how many people only have it when they're in? I agree. Well, if you and have also, it one time, just if you're, like, staying there and you know it's so haunted, yeah. is it, like, And you're staying in the, you know, not your house and mm-hmm. usually more vivid dreams when you're elsewhere, so. That's fair. Um, so they would have that. They would also have tugging on their sheets, which that would creep me out more than... Probably any of those other things. But then you also have some people waking up, like, feeling like they're being strangled. So there's that. Terrifying. For some people, probably. Yeah, maybe it's my actual fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) We won't get into that. Uh, But (laughs) the haunted reputation that this hotel has has more to do with its terrifying history than it actually does anything paranormal going on in the hotel. So there's those, you know stories that some of the guests have but Mm -hmm. that's not really what's talked about it's talked about what actually happened because it's way worse than what people experience as far as paranormal so i included a quote here from amy price who was the manager of the hotel from 2007 to 2017 so for 10 years she was a manager she was in a documentary have you ever watched the documentary okay Mm -hmm. and she said, it's not the hotel that's created all the darkness. It's the circumstances over time. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I get that. Everything, but I still think, so the energy's in the hotel. It's still the hotel. Over, yes, but over time, mm-hmm. it's like because of the history of the hotel, mm-hmm. it's like collected. Yeah. Those sad souls. Yeah. And... I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, well, her interview was just, I wasn't a fan of her at all. Mm -mm. There was something about her I did not trust. I didn't like it. It was like, she was like paid off to like Mm -hmm. say, it's been a while since I watched that one, actually. I watched it today, so it's fresh in my mind. Oh, tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I just, I don't know. It was just, she was such a number one fan of the hotel. Mm -hmm. 
and it's like she kind of brushed off. Oh, the deaths, they, they happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. it happened. But it wasn't the hotel's fault. It was like she I'm was like, okay, like... where's your compassion, though, for the ones that did die? Because that was missing throughout the whole thing. She was like that stereotypical, like, haunted hotel manager, though. Mm-hmm. Just like cold, like, can I help you? And like, mm-hmm. you're digging in front of <laughs> Like Kathy Bates's <laughs> character. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to bring her back Speaking of Bates and hotels. Bates Motel. Bates Motel. Yeah. I could rewatch that. Oh, uh, yeah. Watched well since it was over. Mother. I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah. His brother, though. Yeah, right. Love him. Anyway, which you can take this part out. But whenever they first, uh, after like the first season or two, they started doing like an after show talk between oh. the cast. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did that for long because it was live, I think. Really? And there was an episode I watched when he accidentally said fuck and then it went right to commercial. Oh, really? <laughs> Something like, yeah, he said it was Bad like, boy. Yeah. It's fun. Anyway. Okay. So I just, I don't know. I didn't like really what she had to say mm-hmm. about it. I mean, I get, I get that she felt that it was like her baby in a way because she was there for 10 years and it was her she job was... to fix it up and make it the best it can be. Right. But it just, she just didn't show very much kindness or compassion for what happened to so many people. Mm -hmm. And I read that there was at least 16 unexplained or unnatural deaths that occurred in and around the hotel. However, in an interview with her, she said that during her time there, which was 10 years, there was about 80 deaths that occurred. 80. That's insane. But I didn't like see record of that either. Well, yeah. So I don't know. I think that falls into the homelessness, mm-hmm. the sex not being reported. and no, yeah. Eighty deaths in ten years at one place. Yeah, it's that's so like sad and that's crazy. And how do you deal with that? Uh-uh. In the way that she seems to be dealing with it is just so strange. Did you say that's like a hospital? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, and she also said that there were thousands of 911 calls during that time Mm -hmm. I remember that like thousands thousands Mm -hmm. so thousands of 911 calls though in 10 years that's I mean that's outrageous I'm sure that was an exaggeration for sure has to be I don't know I bet not Probably like over a handful a night, even some nights. And I think she said that some like sometimes they wouldn't even show up. Yeah, because she would like give the address or something. Probably they'd see where it was and there or hear if it's a homeless person or a sex worker and just not respond. Mm. But it was like the perfect place. I'll cut this out if you have it for killers on the road or just like one-stop shops for people Mm -hmm. because they can just be off the books in a sense Mm -hmm. and move on yeah they can do whatever they want unnoticed Mm -hmm. most of these deaths that occurred were suicides and supposedly so many people had jumped from the roof of the hotel that the owners of the adjacent parking lot had sued isn't that could you imagine you're just like at work and it's just like why is it probably at night but so you just, like, Not see always. people just, like, jumping from the roof no. consistently? No, I couldn't even manage seeing that once. Like, What makes the people, like, do the same thing? 
I don't know. Dark energy. Mm-hmm. And like if drugs weaken that mm-hmm. balance to let them allow them in. Mm-hmm. But anyways, sorry, I would keep this out. No, that makes sense. Even though most of what's so scary behind the hotel is just the facts that happen and not so much the actual stories of paranormal activity. So that didn't stop Zach Bagans and the Ghost Adventures team from investigating the hotel. Mm-hmm. Of course, Zachy Boo is going. Of course, Zachy's going to jump on any place he can. They did a two-hour special at the hotel. <laughs> it's, oh, okay. I just don't love him. I know. Me either. It just... I, and I've seen, like, Wyatt and I would put on the show, like, late at night just to fall asleep, too. And just make fun of it so bad because it's so corny. So cheesy. And just... It's, like, scripted. It, it's definitely scripted and just feels so fake. And this was the first and the last time that the hotel would allow any kind of paranormal investigation. So they said. Mm-hmm. So they would just... They only had let... He's been the only one to investigate the place. Which is very surprising to me. I think they... Like, even YouTubers now, because it, it picked up... Oh. Well, yes. So there were... But I don't think YouTubers. it's gone well for them. And it wasn't so much like the haunted ghost stories. Mm-hmm. They were more investigating. <laughs> they were more investigating um, the like the deaths that occurred there. So during Zach's time there, of course, they experienced unexplained scratches, like they always do. They always have these scratches from ghosts and then i feel like they always end up getting possessed at least one person out of the team See, that's episode. what throws me like you're not getting possessed that much no there's no way this is happening to you at every single location mm-hmm. there's no way that's why i don't believe what he does maybe he has one out of ten that's legit he just but... has all the money with the editing and the mm-hmm. tools and the acting yeah, the bad acting though mm-hmm. that's true <laughs> And he had also witnessed a, so he says, he witnesses by himself a bathroom faucet turned on and started running. So, but again, uh, wasn't caught on anything. He says that's what happened. And like, this isn't the typical stuff that actually happens here, right? Not from what the other, yeah. yeah, no, it's mostly, you know, noises, the cold spots, the unexplained suicides, mm-hmm. and feeling like you're being choked. Mm-hmm. And he he quoted after this happened to him, I didn't know what to do. He recalls, you had to literally twist a handle for the water to go on. That was an emotion-activated faucet. That's one of the most terrifying moments that I had. End quote. <laughs> I feel like that's just happened to me. Like, it's not that terrifying. From someone not who really. becomes possessed once in a That's while. what I'm saying. Like, you interact mm-hmm. and come in close encounters. You with. say every single thing that happens to you is the most terrifying thing that happens to you. Because it could be someone's first time watching the episode every time. <laughs> Just over it. Anyway, moving on. So a little history about the hotel. So back in 1919, you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah? You look like you. My house was built in 1914. Oh, mine was built in 1891, if you want to talk about how old shit is. (laughs) My dick's bigger. Mine's older. Okay. So back in 1919, not here, but in Los Angeles, California, that time was booming. It was a boom town. Booming. And people were just pouring in. 
And there was a man named William Banks Hanner. It's raining men. I don't know. I don't know the actual music part. It's raining men. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> um, a man named William Banks Hanner saw an opportunity for business at this time. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to open a hotel. So in 1924, he built the Cecil Hotel for a mere, just like pocket change. It was nothing. It was a million dollars. Back then. 1924. So did you? I didn't. I wanted to do it together because I wanted to be shocked. Okay. So I'm going to look it up right now. So $1 million in 1924 is equivalent in purchasing power to about $17 million. More than that, but... And just from himself, no investors. I don't know. Didn't look into it. Didn't care enough, to be honest. Not that part of it. It's just, yeah, you know, not real. So this was located at 640 South Main Street, Los Angeles, California. And his desire for this hotel was for it to be a destination hotel for international businessmen and social elites. His goal is to cater to the wealthy because mm-hmm. that's what was happening at the time. You know, you have rich people pouring in the West Coast. Right. And he created a 700-room hotel, and it had a beau art style, like, structure and decor. It was complete with a marble lobby, had stained glass windows, palm trees. Gorgeous. An opulent staircase. And I think I included a picture of the lobby. I'm going to it right now. There. And I, I see the appeal. It is beautiful. And of the time, because nothing was that large, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was grand. It was huge. Yeah, it was supposed to be just this amazing, luxurious place to stay. Mm-hmm. But it was just bad timing. Because, you know, 1920s, they weren't all great. Mm-hmm. And a few years after it had opened, the Great Depression hit. And the hotel business suffered terribly. Soon enough, the area surrounding the Cecil Hotel became known as Skid Row, which many of you have heard of. Mm-hmm. And it is home to thousands of homeless people, which is a weird sentence to say. Home to thousands of homeless it's people. location, but it is yeah. their home, it is. pretty much. Yeah. So it became just kind of a, a dark, violent area mm-hmm. around there with the homelessness and drugs and crime crime sex work mm-hmm. still is yeah that's no, what's crazy has changed unfortunately and this is located right there with it and because of skid row's reputation the reputation of the hotel had also suffered and soon the area or the hotel itself became a meeting place for junkies runaways criminals violence and death and it became like a low-income housing as well. More than just like a hotel, you had long-term residents and some short-term residents. It would attract people that were fresh out of prison or people that were on the run because of it becoming an alternative apartment living. With It had no like background checks that were required to live there. Like most apartments have. Mm-hmm. They at least have something. Right. So if someone was looking to find a place they can stay and hang low for whatever reason, the Cecil Hotel was the perfect place because no one would notice. So I'm going to get into, yeah. Did you know it's operated by the Skid Row Housing Trust now? Yes. Do you say that later? No, but. Okay. 
Yeah, I was I was trying to find a map of whereabouts like in I think it's like almost smack dab mm -hmm. in the center. So I was just trying to see if a map would be yeah. pulled up and it said it it's now be. operated by Skid Row Housing Trust. Mm -hmm. Which it's don't just... even get me into that because the people who run the nonprofit for homelessness profited mm -hmm. like billions yeah. a year. So I'm sure that trust is just great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. If you didn't have anything to throw in as far as the history goes, I'm going to jump into death. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. Let's get spooky. So I'm not going to go through 80 deaths. I'm going to tell you that now. Okay. <laughs> I was like prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was trying to be quiet and let you get through that. I was like, no, there's not 80 deaths on here. There's not that many. Everyone's probably like, you weren't quiet at all, Julia. <laughs> I don't think you've interrupted as much as you usually do. No, I was trying to be good. Good. All right. So let's get started. So again, this opened in 1924, and then you had the Depression. Mm -hmm. The first registered death at the hotel was in 1927. It was a 52-year-old man named Percy Ormond Cook. He That's not that long after it opened. No. It's three years. Okay. He took his own life after falling out with his wife and his child, and they could not reconcile. Mm -hmm. He ended up shooting himself in the head. So there's one. There's very I wonder first... how many deaths were in the building of it, like construction. Oh. I wonder if there were any. Right? Like any of the workers yeah. who died from accidents or. From the roof, building mm -hmm. it so high up. Mm -hmm. Who knows? And they had like resentment. Because this is the only registered one, so. I mean, yeah, who knows? I'm yeah. just like speculating. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm hmm. Which, who knows, maybe the ground itself was cursed. All these bad things happening. But this, in the timeline of the history, is where it first started as far as death goes. So that was 1927. Now we jump forward a little bit to 1931. To James Willis. He checked into the hotel, and one week later he was found dead in his room. He was later identified as actually being 46-year-old W.K. Norton. So he went under a fake name. To kill himself? I don't know. I guess so. Mm -hmm. So that was four years in between. Mm -hmm. I'm just seeing if there's any pattern. Quick math. Look at me go. Move you. So the way he took his life was he took poison capsules, which is, I believe, the only one of these that occurred at the hotel was him with poison. The rest were... So he prepared it. He went mm -hmm. under a fake name. He had the capsules. Mm -hmm. I feel like the fake name's probably from that, unless you're going to throw me for a loop and be like, yeah. he was That's on the run. No, I didn't look into every single person because there's a lot of them. So I did a little blurb. Okay, so we're at Plus two, and we have, we've been open less than 10 years. Yep. We're at 1931. Now we're moving to 1932, so just a year later. We have a number of the cleaning staff who found a 25-year-old Benjamin Dodick. He had shot himself. Another gun? Mm -hmm. A younger guy mm -hmm. at this point, though, because we've had a 52-year-old, 46-year-old. So you can understand middle-aged men at that time, maybe. The Great Depression. Mm -hmm. But a 25-year-old at that time kind of surprises me. I mean, mental health 
like illness too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not always like a real reason. Yeah, like people young mm-hmm. still taking their lives, but so the youngest so far. Yes. 1934, two years later, we have a 53-year-old Army Medical Corps Sergeant Lewis D. Borden. He was found dead. It was thought that he was struggling with bad health and he just wanted to end his life because of it. He slit his throat with a razor. Brutal. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No willpower for... No. No, anytime I see that in the movie, I'm like, no. Uh Uh-uh. Stop. That would that wouldn't be great. No, because what if you fuck it up? That's what I'm saying. That would be awful. And people have done that. And then you have all those problems. No, moving on. 1937, Grace Magro fell from the hotel's ninth story window. I don't have any John here. I just realized, but she initially survived the fall because she was caught up in telephone wires. What story for? Nine. Oh. Yeah. She was caught in though. Mm-hmm. Was she electrocuted? I, it didn't say anything Because at that time, that. I feel like they're not, like, even now, you could potentially get. Yeah, I, it didn't say anything about that. So, I'm like, wouldn't she have died if you died from hitting, and, I don't know. Just a sidebar, speaking of falling off roofs, roofs, <laughs> roofs, have you heard about the two deaths that happened in less than a month at, in State College? No. Oh. Off well, the parking garages? Oh, no. I remember one from... One happened around, like, State Patty's Day weekend. Uh, female. They said the cause looked like she fell to her death. And then there was one, like, two or three weeks later. It was a man, male. Both of them were found, like, in the mornings. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Which I just think is crazy. Mm-hmm. But... So you were talking, but I never talked to you about that. Mm-hmm. Not much. It, it was just like one, they didn't release anything until like a week after for both of them. How old were they? <sighs> was one a student? One was like tw- young, yeah. 20s, and I think the other might have been late 20s. Hmm. That's so scary. But yeah, obviously, it was a lot of the media seemed to be covered up on it. That's weird. Well, the only reason, like, remember the student who, like, was in, like, the garbage chute last year? The only reason it got brought up in the media is because the mom raised a bunch of awareness. Because Penn State doesn't want that. Even if it's, like, not on their grounds, it's in the borough. They've already had Mm -hmm. things. They're trying to stay under the radar, but... We should look into that. we should look into those then. Yeah, we should. A lot was brought up with the this last year. A lot of death throughout its history. So mm-hmm. we should Yeah. We could have an episode on that for sure. But anyway, sorry. Anyway. Just no, the roofs. Yeah. So she fell off and she got caught up in telephone wires that broke her fall. So she initially survived that, but she did die later in the hospital. So oh, she didn't die on the property, but still. <sighs> That's awful. Right. If she died in the hospital, then she got messed up in those wires. I would think, yeah. Yeah, had to. Mm-hmm. And I just can't imagine the, the fear you probably feel as you're falling. Yeah. And then for her it, to not end. Like you're having all your last minute thoughts and then you like hit something, but it's not the ground and you're mm-hmm. still alive. And just being burned. 
like from the inside. You know, oh, all right. Now. Okay. Maybe that was worse than the right. slit throat. <laughs> 1938, one year later, we have Roy Thompson. He was a Cecil resident for several weeks at the hotel, and he was in the Marine Corps. He had jumped from the top floor of the hotel and was found on a neighboring building. Hmm. Wonder, because he would have been on the neighboring building's roof. That's I what how long said, his body was out there. I, I don't know. A lot of falling. Yeah, lots of jumping out of windows. Which I'm like, was that common for the time? I don't, or was it no. new to the hotel? I don't know. Because, I mean, like, suicides in hotels, that's common mm-hmm. now. I mean, the Cecil Hotel was one of the first, I think. Right? No. I don't know. But. In the area, yeah. But. I yeah, like, I wonder if at the time. Because the beginning ones were gunshots. Yeah, the first two. So if you can get your. Now in the 30s. Mm-hmm. And they were all jump jumpers. Well. I have one more for the 30s. In 39, a 39-year-old Navy officer, Erwin C. Neblet, died in his room, but I didn't see how he died. Marine, Navy. Yeah. Yeah. How many would I have there? I had the Marines. I had the Navy. I can't remember the first one. Oh, Army Medical Corps. Army Medical Corps. Sergeant. Sergeant, yeah. So, I mean, you could blame all that. PTSD. Yeah, that, especially after the war. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then in 1940, there was a teacher, Dorothy Sager, who died in her room. Did it say how? I didn't have that. I mean, I'm not expecting you no, to. I don't know if I looked and didn't find it. Well, there's just or so if many. I to, like, go back and add it. Oh, so actually, well, this is according to Wikipedia. Because I didn't look at Wikipedia for in my research because I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try not to. And so this is saying the one I did just talk about, Erwin Neblet, he ingested poison. So another, another poison. poison. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So we have gunshots, we have poison, we have jumping. And slitting of throats. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy. Oh, Dorothy Sayer also ingested poison. Jeez, that makes sense for a female, but I was like, yeah, lots of poison capsules. Mm -hmm. They were just like standing outside the hotel. (laughs) Yeah, come get your poison. (laughs) You wanna die here? (laughs) That's fucked. Extra, extra, ingest all of it. (laughs) Then we have a messed up one here. So you've heard of this one, 1944, Dorothy Jean Purcell. She was 19 years old. She was staying at the hotel with her boyfriend, 38-year-old Ben Levine. She awoke in the middle of the night with stomach pains. And to avoid disturbing his sleep and making him angry, she went to the bathroom, which the bathrooms and showers were communal Mm -hmm. in the hotel. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a private just going into your room. She had to go down the hall into a separate bathroom. She went down the hall, went in there, and to her complete shock... She gave birth to a baby boy. She had no idea that she was pregnant. This is what um, started the. This was the launch to the show. I didn't know I was pregnant or whatever it's called. Oh. Uh, Do you ever watch that growing up? No, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Was this actually? No. Oh. 
But there are girls who were like, I just had stomach yeah. pains and I went to the bathroom and a baby popped, popped mm-hmm. into the toilet. I just, I don't understand how you don't know. When it get how it gets that far and you don't know. I don't know. Some people like said that they continued, continued to have their period. But, like, there has to be other signs. But maybe some bodies just don't. Or you just really don't listen to your body. So scary Mm -hmm. to think about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And she was 19 years old. And she claimed she had no idea. And neither did her boyfriend. And she thought that when she had given birth that the baby was stillborn. That he was dead. So. What did she do with it? She had to get rid of him. She didn't want her boyfriend to find out. She didn't want to make him angry. So she tossed the baby out the window. Talk about abuse. Like she was abused. One, he's 38 mm-hmm. and she's 19, 19 and she doesn't want to upset him. Yeah. Or make him angry. Mm-hmm. So she throws the baby out the window. Yeah. The baby that she thought was dead and unfortunately was not. Which is devastating. I wonder how like mentally sane she was. She wasn't. So she pled insanity and she was found not guilty. She was instead sent to hospital for psychiatric treatment. Hopefully she got the treatment she needed. Yeah. For the time. But I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm sure it just she probably worse. had a... <laughs> she probably just missed her job. Yeah. And that, yeah, that would bother me. I'm sure. Like, and it was out like hotcakes. It's a good time, so... 1947, we have 35-year-old Robert Smith. He jumped from the seventh floor window. 1947. So this one wasn't, so another 1947, but this wasn't really a death at the hotel. This was just an interesting coincidence, perhaps. But some claim that Elizabeth Short, or better known as the Black Dahlia, which you can keep scrolling in your photos because she should, you should see. Um, mm, she's right under Dorothy. Yes. Okay. And are you familiar with Elizabeth Short? Because if you have watched every season of American Horror Story, this is the first season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She went to visit the dentist. Yeah, because of the, out. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was the one that um, she would. She was found with her smile carved like ear to ear, basically, and her body was cut into two. Right, just so messed up for that time. Well, for any time, but like complete shock then. And supposedly, some claim that she had stopped into the Cecil Hotel for a drink at the bar, like the night before. And then it was the next morning, not far from the hotel, that she was found. What year was this? 1947. She's, like, beautiful. Oh, I know. You should look into some of the old cases like this. Mm-hmm. Some unsolved. But, yeah. Hmm. Chilling. I know. 1954. So we're jumping ahead a little more here. Because all the rest were just a couple years in between, not just one year. And now we're at, what did we say? Oh, 1954. We have Margaret Brown. She died a week after she checked into the hotel. She also jumped from the seventh floor. She was later identified as actually being 55-year-old Helen Gurney. So she, she also went under the fake name. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was the one or not, but I think it was. There was a woman who had, she had like maybe a thousand bucks or so like in her bank, which is a lot of money for the time. Mm-hmm. So it like wasn't obviously money trouble. It was something else. Yeah. Or hauntings mm-hmm. for a week there. Yeah. Because some of them, it seems after they've stayed there. 
Right. Because when you, why, yeah, why would you check in there and stay? I mean, I guess maybe if you're still trying to decide mm-hmm. what you're going to do, or are you going in under perfect, innocent circumstances and then all of that dark energy that you're around in the hotel is just well if they're under fake names it. too why are there they there and if she has money did it come from do they know where the money came from mm-hmm. like was she there working oh right or i mean were those two that changed their names when they checked in just running from something mm-hmm. in general who knows and everybody was told to go out west go to mm-hmm. la maybe Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. 1962, we're jumping ahead again. 50-year-old Julia Francis Moore. Uh, I shouldn't laugh. It's just Julia. Same name. 50-year-old... Who's me, guys? Julia Francis Moore jumped from the window of her eighth floor room and died. You don't have eight floors, so you're good. We should do the hauntings in my house. We should. Should do a legit paranormal investigation. But no, I I don't want to piss anything off. Well, I think that was the problem with the previous owners and why they... They did that? Oh, yeah. I guess she went around to all the neighbors, too. Like, she started freaking out. She got obsessed with a baby doll. Would be seen just, like, rocking the baby doll. The last owner? No, the last tenants. Or, like, two tenants ago. Okay. Yeah, I guess she was, like, seeking stuff. But, like, she turned, like, crazy. Like, turned herself crazy by doing it. Good. That's at least what all the neighbors say. They're like, yeah, she was a watchdog by the They would see her rocking with the, baby, with the doll. Yeah, or she'd, like, go on the porch and do it. And she'd, oh, like, that's creepy. Down. Yeah. What happened to her, you know? She slept? I think so. I don't know. Gosh. And I was like, well, if you seek the stuff you don't want to seek, that's yeah. on you. Mm-hmm. I just talk to them. They're my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 1962, Pauline and Dewey Otten. What was the last name? Otten. 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 O T T O N. Oh, I wasn't like questioning how you said it. I was just like, I've never heard that last name. There's a lot of last names I've probably never heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know every last name. last name in the whole entire world, and that one's fake. I've mm-hmm. never heard it before. Okay. <laughs> Pauline and Dewey. Well, you didn't say anything about this first name being Dewey. I've heard of Dewey's. Oh, yeah, but... I've worked it with a Dewey. You've what? I've worked with a Dewey. I thought you said, I've worked it with a Dewey. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> no, what definitely not this Dewey. I don't want to work it with Dewey. <laughs> That's exactly what you're picturing. <laughs> okay. Anywho, they booked a room on the ninth floor of the hotel to sort out their marital problems. I don't understand why you go to a hotel to sort that and go to like the top floor. Unless it was like they were they were separate. How many floors were there again? There was fourteen. Okay. 15 or 15. They didn't have a 13th floor, I don't think. No, they most skipped it. Don't, most like hospitals yeah. buildings don't usually do that. Which is so... It's superstition. I know. That's so crazy. We could talk about the number 13 we on should. episode because it's On our 13th nuts. episode. Oh, we should do that. I'm writing it down right now. Because this is 10, right? Yeah. Yay. See, this is why we have our sidebars, guys. Exactly. Because we figure things out as we go. Because we wing things. Wing things. Wing thing. What? That's what you left off on. Wing, wing thing. thing. I like to wing things. Like wing, wing things. things. Wing things. Ooh. Okay. 
wing dings. I had Quaker steak and loaf for lunch today. Is it really? They're it's overpriced, a, though. Definitely. We were talking about that. It was the first time I've been there in so long. Mm-hmm. But we were running errands, and we were in that area. Yeah. And They're a nice treat. Exhausted Reyesteca and brothers. <sighs> so you can never exhaust those two. <laughs> <laughs> we have. Yeah. So we went with... Quaker steak. I honestly, I had a wrap and it was really good. Mm-hmm. I usually get like their boneless wings. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't believe their wings price. Yeah, <sighs> crazy. I know it's like they never. They used to be like cheap when they were well, like where Otto's COVID was. Was when wing prices because there was a shortage of wings mm-hmm. at least in this area. I don't know about no, it was there, like but... everywhere. But it's funny because wing the price of wings per case is actually less than what it was pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, people haven't bumped their prices down to pre-COVID right. because, because why would they? They can profit and no one else is. Right. Some people are and they're in business. But they're but like insane. It's, and their joints are expensive. But they're good. I mean, it's it's decent food for the most part. You get what you get, yeah, yeah for going so. to a chain. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what you should expect when you go there. It's like an Applebee's. Yeah, no, I was pleasantly surprised because of the last time I, we ordered like takeout at a hotel in State College. It was like when we were young and just going crazy. Uh, and everything was undercooked. It was like raw chicken. Oh, no. It was Halloween weekend. Oh, no. I guarantee you've never had raw chicken. Like we've had raw chicken though. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Again, my dick's bigger. <laughs> no, like it wasn't what good. Oh, I think I told you this. Well, you can cut this out, but the floating peppers. Oh, yeah. yeah. And why it is. Yeah. Like, it looked like you bought, grabbed it off the shelf at I the forgot. store. Mm-hmm. It just had a thin coat of breading on it. It's disgusting. I can't even. Like, come on, you can. Believe that. Like, that's not even cooking it for a minute. No. Because it was floating. What's that? And yeah, it was floating down the stream. Did you just pick it up? <laughs> the chicken was floating down the stream. <laughs> I was thinking about duck again. <laughs> I thought you were laughing at how funny it was. <laughs> I was asked because I knew what you were saying. It was. There's little streams. Chickens are floating down the stream. Man, but it's called floating feathers, so maybe that's what kind of stuck in your brain. It did. Here we go. Okay. Did I get through this? I don't think I did. No. I'm gonna. The couple. They're on. So the couple. They're on the ninth floor. Working out their marital problems. I don't understand this part. Why would you not do that at home? Unless maybe they're already estranged or weren't living together. And they're like, let's meet up at this hotel, work things out. Or they were traveling for a business, or just moved there. Or why are you booking you on the ninth floor? You're just asking to throw someone. Yeah. Is that how they good view? I don't know. Unless it was completely booked at other floors. So what did they do? Did they work it out? Well, they fought. So no. They fought. He left for dinner while she stayed behind in the room. Meanwhile, down below, there was a 65-year-old man named George Gianni. Or no. Giannini. Mm -hmm. He was walking by the Cecil Hotel down on the sidewalk when he was struck by something. (laughs) He was struck by Pauline. I don't know why we're laughing because it's super fucked up, Julia. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> you're terrible. 
<laughs> like you see like the air conditioners get, get thrown oh, out and stuff. And just... But it's just the body. <gasps> I can't imagine. Did he die? Yeah. I don't know what's worse, dying from a cesspit falling, falling into a cesspit, or like dying because cesspit. someone fell. Cesspit 100%, because you know you're choking. You're that drowning. Shit. Shit. At least like his was instant. He was killed instantly, so. He was. They both How big was Pauline? It's not the floor. Maybe the was... impact. Yeah. Wow. Where Imagine. one of her bones came out and stabbed him in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know why I uncontrollably. I don't know where that laugh came from, but. <laughs> okay, so she was 27 years old. And he didn't throw her? Well, I don't. No one really knows. Um, I don't buy he went to dinner. Yeah, I don't know. Supposedly she jumped out to teach him a lesson. I don't know where that comes from. Yeah, he I've knows. heard that several times. Maybe she, that's well, probably what he said to teach the guy a lesson. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, he fucking did it, and then he was like, "She's." She said when I was going to dinner, I'm like, "Oh, I'm just going to jump out this window and teach you a lesson," mm-hmm. and that's his cover up. Yeah, could be. Who knows? Fucking Dewey. Yeah, you're ooey. And originally, when the police like found them, they thought that Pauline and George, the one who's on the sidewalk, had both jumped out and killed themselves. They did not realize that. She had fallen on top of him and killed him. Were they like in hugging position or was she in the back? Know. Did they think it was like a piggyback ride down? Or? No idea. Like you're not gonna fall oh, on I wonder, top of each other. Well, even if oh talk talk about wrong place, wrong time. Oh. But like, what if she just like? I know that's what, that was in my head. Like just like a what are those things called? Like a well, what are you doing? Like an accordion? Mm-hmm. Ah. At first, I thought you were doing a like, hydraulic press, and I was like, is that what you're doing? Kind of same. Like, if that's what I mean. This sideways motion, I'm like... I, both. Accordion. Yeah, just like... Oh, my God. <laughs> this is a terrible image. I'm going to die a horrible death. I hope not. I hope... I, I always feel like... And I know this is wrong because, you know, thoughts manifest, but I always feel like if I think of the worst possible thing first, it's not going to happen. I mean, I'm first preparing myself. That's what I and do. honestly, I don't really give shit. Everybody's like, why are you talking about I thought, that's not how I go, that's how I go. Mm-hmm. I made the choice to get to that point. Yeah. You decided to walk down. That is fate right there. The street I'm sorry. At this exact time. And you were meant to go at that time. So weird. So weird. Hmm. But anyway. There were some murders that had also occurred, so it wasn't all suicides. We have some murders, and majority of them remain unsolved. In 1964, we have a Goldie Osgood, which I love the last name Osgood so much. It is one of my fave okay. names. Osgood? Osgood. Is this because of your Wizard of Oz shit? No, is it in Wizard of Oz? What? No, I just Oz. Good. Oh, it's an S, not a Z. Oh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz is good. <laughs> That's what I was well, getting to. I do want to do a Wizard of Oz episode. <laughs> I can't believe you don't know, like, some of the things that happen behind the scenes. I'm sure you... you I have heard of some like people, it. like, some people have talked about it, but I haven't done any research. Oh, it'd be fun. Then we could watch the movie. hmm And I can get scared of monkeys. Yeah. Someone once told me that... I remind them of the lion because of my facial features. Like how I move my face so much. <laughs> like my scary. drama, my dramatic, like, 
you know when I like <laughs> very dramatic with my facial expression. Can you do the voice. I need like a cue. I need to hear it. Gotcha. It's like the same with the accents. Mm. Really great accents. Mm. I just need to. Right. Mm. I've yet to witness the great accents, you guys. <laughs> I can do a great southern accent. <laughs> do it right now. We're going to go out there. And we're no, go that's out. not it. I have to get in. You know what helps me? I said Bantley. And now we're going to go down. <laughs> I don't know why Bantley is this gets me in. Southern or is this just backwoods Pennsylvania? Okay. Because I think that's what. I got caught out for my Pennsylvania accent. Mm. Where are you from? I can't really put a pin on it. You've got a lot of things. Interesting. I don't know. I've had that too when I first placed the waitress. It's always when I was a truck thing. stop. There was a trucker that came through, so he's not from around here. And he could not pick out where my accent was. He's like, You are not from here. You are from the South. And I'm like, No, I'm not. And then he's like, It sounds like a Southern accent mixed with like a European accent. I'm like, Okay, mm-hmm. those are two different things. So mm-hmm. I don't know what you think. I don't know. I definitely get like my, how I say my vowels from the valley. Um, but like grow, uh, when I moved for college, people were like, I can't figure out like you're from Pittsburgh. Are you from Philly? So are you from the South? And I'm like, I don't understand. I'm from central PA. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you try to guess where people are from instead of just asking where they're from? I don't know. Okay, anyways, Goldie. Goldie. Was good. So she was also nicknamed Pigeon Goldie, which I love that too. It's so cute. Pigeon Goldie. You don't like that? You don't like pigeons? Uh, yeah. Something against pigeons? No, it's like the name Pigeon. I just don't think it's a pretty name. Well, it's a nickname. Okay. So her first name became, became like her last name. It was like Pigeon Goldie. I thought her last name was. Oh, oh her first name became. Oh, okay. Just a nickname because. So she lived at the, she was a resident at the hotel during her retirement. And she had earned this nickname because she would always feed the pigeons. So she became Pigeon Goldie. I like Gold Pigeon better. Goldie Pigeon? Mm-hmm. No, Gold Pigeon. Gold, just gold. Taking off the I and the E. Isn't that a cool name though itself, Goldie? Yeah, I, when you said Goldie, I was going to say how I like that name, but you said about the last name. Oh, so yeah. I was like, oh, she must not like it. The name Goldie Oscar is a fantastic name. It really is. So she was older, so she was in retirement, and she lived at the hotel. She fed the pigeons. She was that typical lady out there, like tossing the bread or whatever you feed pigeons. Probably bread. But you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to feed birds bread. Or is it just the ducks? Maybe it's just the ducks. Could just be the ducks because of water. I don't know. Something. Something there. Mm. I don't know what you feed the pigeons. Anyway. I mean, bread's not natural for them to eat, so mm-hmm. it can't be good. Mm-hmm. No. I love them. But she was a beloved local figure in the area as well. And in 1964, she was found dead in her room. The room was in disarray, and it was determined that she was raped, stabbed, strangled, and robbed. Oh and my it's goodness. never been solved. It's never been solved. How does that just happen in a hotel and nobody knows? Because there's so much going on that, like, when people... I'm assuming it's, like, not abnormal. I don't know about this time. But, like, to hear the screams, to hear kind of horrors, and people just, like, block it out. To hear the fighting. You just block it out. I can't imagine hearing that now. I heard, like, a nearby neighbor cough. I don't know how I heard... I think they were outside. And this was, like, nighttime. 
and I heard them cough. But we were like, what the fuck? Is that inside the house? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> it was weird. So I can imagine hearing a scream. I don't know. It's just scary. 1975, there was an unidentified woman who was thought to be 23 who jumped from the 12th floor. She was still was never identified. It's the highest yet. Mm-hmm. She was 23 years old, so... She you know, the youngest at this point. they don't include 13th floor, but just because it's not there doesn't mean that it's, it's not the it's, 13th floor. Right, we exists. define the numbers of mm-hmm. counting. Yeah, <laughs> they just don't want to put people on the 13th floor because it's bad juju. Mm-hmm. Bad juju. It's you. I know. Bad juju. <laughs> I get told that a lot. Juju, <laughs> you bad. <laughs> I say that you give off bad juju as well. Uh, um, my nieces call me juju. Everybody, I don't call myself juju. She does. She talks in third. Bad juju, bad. <laughs> I do have that bad juju. Uh, she had also checked in under a fake name of Allison Lowell. Lowell. But her real identity in an under was never name. How do you just do that? I mean, people look at your license now, so. Mm, true. Or at least they should be. Yeah. I don't know if they actually do or not. I think they do. The, yeah. The hotel I just last stayed at, they took our license. Mm-hmm. They're just up in front of me. And they're like, these are ours now. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> okay. So the hotel has also served as a temporary home for some of the nastiest killers. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Have you ever heard of the Night Stalker? Yes, ma'am. Or Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. the Night Stalker, Stayed on the top floor of the hotel, paying $14 a night. And this was all during his killing spree at the time. So mid-80s, I think his killing spree was 84 to 85. So it was around that time that he was at the hotel staying. $14. I can't wrap my brain around the prices. I, know, I literally I was, was like, like, could you imagine? Well, I guess what is that today? So 14 I mean, you can go to a different country and pay that. Or yeah. like go to a hostel, but. That's true. So I guess it wasn't that long ago. So we're. Thinking it's like eighty five in Los Angeles, no. Unless you're staying at somewhere like this, right? Oh, still. So fourteen dollars in nineteen eighty five is equivalent to about forty bucks today, which is so crazy because you get a deal if it's like sixty four to eighty five. Mm-hmm. Sixty four was so specific. That was. I was looking. At, I was looking at cheap flights. I wasn't even looking at hotels today. That's weird. Okay. No. So he stayed in the hotel on the 14th floor. Or no. So technically, he paid $14. 14. He stayed on oh. the top floor, which I think was the 14th floor. I don't know. I forget now. And you did say the 14th floor. I think I did. I think it was 14 floors. He was 24 years old when he, which is so, I forget how young he was when he did this. He was 24 when he. I feel like a lot of. Went on his spree. I mean, for a spree, that is really mm-hmm. early. That's when you kind of start getting into your. Yeah, so he terrorized the streets of Los Angeles and San Francisco for a little over a year. Like I said, I think it was 84 to 85 before they finally hunted him down. And just for, this is just a brief summary. So he was charged with 13 murders, five attempted murders, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries. He's That's a lot. In he's one also, year. Yeah. He's also like a Satanist as well. And he Checks out. said he did everything for Satan, praised Satan. He would carve it into things and like a inverted uh if satan's real i just don't think it's he would do the way that like satanists yeah like i don't know i think he'd be pretty chill 
Yeah, I feel like he would be like, cannot, like, I don't know. I think he'd be more just about like rock and roll (laughs) and like corrupt political stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think he'd really care about this stuff. Powerless people? No. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. Anyway. Also, I did, I noticed, because you got to a guy with like the mugshot or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is him. Yeah. Richard Ramirez. I hate how in his mugshot, one, he's like kind of pleased with himself he looks mm-hmm. like like he has a straight face but you can just like see he's kind of like dark and evil mm-hmm. but like pleased with himself but i hate how the bottom half of his shirt is unbuttoned it yeah. looks like he was roughed up a little it does well he i think he was caught by like a mob of people okay and they just kind of <laughs> he was like pitchforks <laughs> <laughs> well i think i think someone spotted that well similar to i'm pretty sure it played out very similar to that episode or that season of american horror story i think it was 1984 oh the camp mm-hmm. when they like camp one. yeah and he killed a bunch of people which amazing actor for him on that because that was so good but yeah i think he <sighs> was caught like someone noticed him because it was on the front page of the paper and like, that's him. And then, like, the crowd went to get him mobbed. Yeah. It is weird, though. Like, why didn't you finish just buttoning up his shirt? I don't want to see his flesh. It's just crazy yeah. that he, like, it went that long with that many people murdered. Yeah. And we're all, you said he, like, terrorized Los Angeles. And, and he San just, Francisco. but were many murdered in the hotel? Or was that no, just where Because that's where he, where he was staying. It's just where he was staying. Yeah, so we, we could definitely do an episode with him at some point. This mm-hmm. is interesting, but no, he would, it's during his spree, so he would go, he would kill, he would come back, and he'd be covered in blood, so he'd throw his bloody clothes in the hotel's dumpster, and he would walk right into the lobby, back the hall to his room, and just his underwear. Like I was just going to say naked. Oh. Yeah. And no one batted an eye, no one said shit, because this was such, like, it was just normal, in a way. Like, the everyone 80s, minded their own business. Coke. Oh. Mm-hmm. Can't think of any other drugs that were big in the 80s. I'm sure there was a lot of alcohol. I'm sure there's lots of drugs and alcohol going on. And people would often find corpses, like, in the dumpsters out back or around the area just from, like, drug overdoses and people dying. Yeah, so no one really... No one said anything. No one really noticed or cared. Hmm. It's nuts. And then eventually he left and he did get caught. So he just stayed there for a time. And then he wasn't, so he was not the only killer that stayed here. 1991, we have a journalist from Austria named Jack Unterweger. You hate him. He had checked into the hotel as well. Again, this is 91 and it was the 80s for Ramirez. Mm -hmm. This journalist came and he claimed that he was writing a story about the red light districts in Los Angeles and Skid Row is known for being a hot spot for sex workers. So he's like, of course, I'm going to go here. I'm going to write my story. So it's plausible. You tell someone that, you're like, okay, I get it. Totally. It makes sense. So but that was just kind of a cover story because he wasn't yeah. really there to write something. I remember him so much. Like, I hate him. Mm-hmm. What was he there for, Sid? So, well, he had gone ride-alongs with the police for his research. Like, he would go check out these heavily populated areas with sex workers and, you know, I don't know, observe or whatever. Feel powerful and... He would regularly engage with the police and with the sex workers. He would even have the sex workers come visit him in his hotel room, I guess, for interviews or whatever. 
I don't know. He's so creepy. And he actually, because he was out and about so much, he became like a well-known face in the area. But no one really knew who he was because if they knew who he was, they wouldn't have put up with what with him being there because he was not just a journalist from Austria or yeah, Australia, Austria. He was actually a convicted killer. He was just released recently <laughs> from prison. So it was the nineties. It was the nineties. Oh, so he was like a serial killer and a rapist. So I. So when he took that. those girls back to his room, he definitely probably raped them. I would assume so. In 1974, so again, he came here in 91, but back in 74 in Austria, he was sentenced with sexual assault and the murder of a young woman. He was put away and released 15 years later when they thought that he had finally atoned mm-hmm. and had, you know, become a better person. So they let him out. And then almost immediately in that area, women began going missing again, and they were found dead. Gee, so of course he was, of course he was the main suspect. So he fled to America. He didn't stick around. He was like, "I'm getting out of here, and I'm going to the Cecil Hotel because that's where the Night Stalker stayed." So I think it's going to be really cool. All the access to sex workers and Mm -hmm. people who won't listen to them or care if they're gone. Yep. So the murders had stopped in Austria, but then they obviously picked back up in L.A. What he did is he would strangle sex workers with their own bras, and he would strangle them until they would pass out, and then he would loosen the knot around their necks so that they would wake back up again, and then he would, again, make them pass out, wake them back up. It was like so messed up. Turn, yeah, it was probably like a Oh, I'm sure fetish. he enjoyed it. Yeah, it's disgusting. He would stalk the sex workers in the area around the hotel, and so he just used that as his hunting ground. And then finally in 1992, so I don't, I forget how long he stayed here, but he did leave and like went to Florida and the police finally caught up with him in Miami after they traced his credit card. And eventually they extradited him back to Austria and he maintained his innocence throughout this, which stop. But he was of course found guilty of nine murders, which is a lot. That in the, the U.S. Time. Yeah. Well, well, why no, did they actually... No, oh. Austria. Because as soon as he got out, he was killing in Austria. Mm. And then he had killed in America as well. No. Hours after his sentence, he did end up killing himself in his cell. So I just threw that in there. It didn't Good. really have anything to do with the hotel. But I'm just like, yeah, you know what happened. Yeah. Well, if you remember, Richard Ramirez died, I think, from blood cancer or something. I don't remember. So, um... So we had two serial killers that had also stayed there on top of all of the suicides and unsolved murders and, you know, a lot. Overdoses. Already, and that's the 90s that we're at. So 70 years worth of all this junk building up. I can't even imagine what it feels like walking in that building. Mm-mm. It has to be like hitting a wall. Mm-hmm. Like you get that. Ugh. And I kind of want to Like I get chills now. I, do, I thought I did, but I don't know if I do. Just because I know people think I'm crazy, but just because of some of like the feelings I do get in mm-hmm. certain places, I don't. I think I'd be overwhelmed and overstimulated. Yeah, probably. But I think I I go back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's also history. Yeah, and that's, and that's we know I love history. Yeah. So anyway, okay. So that was ninety one, ninety two. There was a body of a young man who was found in the alley behind the hotel. Police said that he had either fallen, jumped, or been pushed from the top floor. So this one's from the top. Pushed, so yeah. he came from sure. the top floor. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what happened, but 
That's where it came from. I'm like, why can't you say that for any of the other ones then? Yeah, why are you like confident that they mm-hmm. jumped? He was never identified, but he was thought to be in his 20s. In 2011, so we're jumping forward to not so long ago, the hotel attempted to rebrand itself because of everything that was going on. <laughs> They're like, business is not great. We just seem to cater to we're not sort of great location. Mm-hmm. So let's rebrand. And they, I know they did run into issues because it was like protected with the because of it being well because of it being like low income housing. There was only so much that they could do. Right, right, right. I forgot about that. So they decided to rebrand as the stay on main hotel and hostel and keep the Cecil as residence as well. Right. So they split it. They split the hotel between the residential area and then the new stay on main section of it. And they dedicated a few floors to the new stay on main and became just like a hostel for travelers, like a chief one. And the rest was still all the residents because they couldn't kick them out. Mm -hmm. They did at one point want to evict them, Mm -hmm. but then they were not allowed to. So they even had separate doors to go into each area and they had separate lobbies, but they did still share elevators. So you were going there to stay and then you were still going into those elevators and you're probably seeing, you know, people on drugs all around, probably seeing trash because it was like also not seeing very people monitored. who are mentally unstable and mm-hmm. not in the right state of mind. You have no idea who you're gonna encounter. Yeah. If it's a hostel, then that's like people traveling and needing just like a cheap place, mm-hmm. safe place to stay. And probably mostly young people. Mostly, yeah, definitely. Scary. I can imagine going to stay somewhere like that and then going into the elevator and who knows what we're going to run into. Mm -hmm. I'm just not feeling safe. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So they did do that rebrand. And then I think things were okay for a little bit until we hit 2013. So this is where I went a little further into this case because it's... A huge case in the true crime world. Various theories to what happened. But this is about Elisa Lamb. She just realized I threw a B on the end of her name for no reason. This one spot. <laughs> it's not. It's just L-A-M. So Elisa Lamb, she was a young woman who was found in the water tank on the roof of the Cecil Hotel in 2013. Her story was huge and it sparked international curiosity. She was only 21 years old. She was a Canadian college student who was stressed out about university like anyone is at that time, at that age. And she wanted to get away. She wanted to go travel on her own, which is very common for a girl her age. And Especially in, in the 2000s. Yeah, Mid- absolutely. Yeah. She loved Tumblr. And she pretty much treated it as her diary. It was like a blog for her. I personally never had a Tumblr. I've never had a Tumblr, but a few kinda... Tumblr girls by Jeezy. Jeezy. Oh, I don't know that song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think I do. Mm. No, I never had one. I thought about, like, I feel like it would be cool to have. I mean, it's mostly just, like, Instagram now for the most part, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I need something different. I'm tired of, like, what our social medias are currently. I need a new one. Anyway. So she loved Tumblr. She used it as her diary. She wrote everything in there. She would have, like art, fashion, inspirational quotes, and then, again, like I said, sort of like her diary. So she had very personal things in there Mm -hmm. as well, but I think she felt that it would help or inspire other people, and I do believe at this point that it has helped many people. 
Um, she had decided to travel to the West Coast to get away, and her parents finally agreed to let her go do that. So she was like, I'm going to go to the West Coast. I just, I don't know. I mean, I guess because you're just, she wasn't that far. It's probably the closest place for her to go to get away. Because she was like... She was in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think she was west in Canada. Yeah, it was just like a straight path down, yeah. I think. So I get it, I guess. For 2013, want to go to LA and check it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I would want to go, but... I've never had think. a draw. No? Like, I've never been drawn to Mm-mm. going. Mine's more... The, well, the East Coast. All <laughs> places on the East Coast, mostly. <laughs> and then out of the country, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she chose the West Coast... And when she was looking at booking hotels, she found a cheap hostel called Stay on Main. So that's where she went. It wasn't a great choice, though. So January 28th, she arrived in LA and she checked into the Cecil Hotel. She planned to stay there for four days and she was paying $85 a night. January 31st was the last time that her family had ended up hearing from her. Because she was contacting them every day. But the 31st was the last time that they had heard. So... February 1st, we didn't hear anything. This was the day she was supposed to check out, and she was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. She was missing. So she never checked out, and her family didn't hear from her. So immediately, her family was upset and freaked out. They contacted the authorities. Investigators hopped on the case. They checked out the hotel. They were looking for clues as to what could have happened, and because everything... So they went to her room, of course, and they checked to see where her belongings were. All the belongings were removed from her room because apparently that is a typical procedure for when people do not check out. The housekeeping staff will go in and bag up all the items and take them and store them for like 30 days, mm-hmm. which I do get that. Like, you're not going to leave things. You have to clean it up for the next person. Right. And for how many people kind of probably just go and leave? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, that's kind of probably fucked up the crime scene if it was a crime scene because mm-hmm. the items were already moved. So they went to look at the items that were left behind and she left behind her laptop, which was strange because she tumbled like crazy. I don't know if that's how you use it. I'm going to use it. Tumbled. I have no idea. Tumbled. It works. So she blogged every day, multiple times a day. So her leaving her laptop behind was weird. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was like her, what she did was part of who she was she had also left behind medications so she suffered from bipolar disorder and she was on i believe four different medications so those were all left behind you're not going to leave those behind Mm-mm. unless you go off your meds and mm-hmm. are on a manic state yep her clothes were there her wallet was there the room was messy but it wasn't like a messy as if it was foul play or anything or mm-hmm. you know being robbed there were no drugs. There was no signs of forced entry into the room. So the police began their investigation, and they were able to retrace her steps by using her social media posts so they could see like where she went, where she was at certain times. It shows that she went to a bookstore called The Last Bookstore, and that's when she then came back to the hotel. And at that point, they lost where she had gone from there. There was security footage from the hotel, but there were not very many cameras and there were only really cameras in the lobby, the elevators, and in front of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Not all the floors had cameras, and none were on her floor specifically. Mm-hmm. And the positions of the cameras and the quality of the cameras sucked. So it was cheap. I mean, mm-hmm. 
I'd like to say, oh, but it was 2013. Mm, yeah. Well, just video cameras in general. Mm-hmm. I feel like security cameras, most businesses do have lower mm-hmm. quality. But, I mean, it was awful angles. Yeah. You can't make out any, and like, faces and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... They probably had to have security footage, and then they went with the cheapest mm-hmm. possible way about it. Yeah, and didn't add anything extra. But... There were hundreds of hours on this footage to review by the investigators. So they sat for days and they watched this for hours and hours. And I can't even imagine how boring that would be. Just waiting for something. And you'd have to be so alert Mm -hmm. to catch every detail. Yeah, because hours and hours. If there's only a few cameras, and think about it, like if you're walking and stuff, that's like a second Mm -hmm. walking by that camera. Yeah, so so much. Mm -hmm. And I think there were only two. Can't fast forward through it. No. I believe there were only two investigators, too, that were assigned to do that. So it wasn't like a shift of different people. It's crazy. Finally, they did see her come in to view on a camera. And it was a camera in an elevator. Mm -hmm. Which I did include a clip of the video if you want to watch it. Finally, after reviewing the footage, they finally see her come into frame. And she comes into an elevator. And her behavior is unusual, to say the least. And after the elevator scene, she didn't appear in any other footage from the hotel. So it's as if she never left the hotel. So they were immediately like, she has to still be here somewhere. So there were 14 investigators and they were sent to go search the entire hotel. That's every room. And again, 700 rooms. It's crazy. For 14 people to search. Yes. So at this point, it is one week after she had disappeared. So they still haven't found her. They've done press conferences. Her family has been there and nothing yet. So a week later, they're searching the entire hotel. They even bring scent tracking dogs. And they they did pick up on a scent and they tracked her scent on the fifth floor, which is the one, again, she was staying on, which maybe I didn't mention that before. She She was staying on the fifth floor. But they tracked her scent down the hall to a window that looked out to the fire escape. But then they lost the scent there. Mm -hmm. So they dropped that. So then the LAPD Air Support Division flew up above the roof and illuminated the roof for them to go up and search up there. So they did. They didn't find anything. So they had no indication on the roof that there was anything or any reason to believe that she was up there. Mm -hmm. So they left. I'm not sure if they brought the scent dogs up there with them as well. But even then. But yeah. Yeah. So didn't find anything. They decided it was getting really late. I think this was like 10 o'clock. I'm like, that's not that late. Keep going. You're right. Want to hear Yeah. Your family want you to keep pushing. Yeah. Like, even if you bring more people in, I don't know, do it in shifts. Keep going. But anyway, they decided to regroup the next day. However, that following morning, everyone went on alert because of another investigation that came into play at this time, which is just so freaking random. <laughs> So there were tactical teams that were spread across nine counties in Southern California because they were at war with a man who was targeting law enforcement officers. This was Christopher Dorner. He was a 33-year-old said to be cop killer. Mm-hmm. And he was a former cop himself. He said he will not stop killing until he is dead. They were being attacked by one of their own. So they were like, okay, we gotta, we deal, gotta with deal with this because this is an immediate threat right now. Mm-hmm. So the two lead investigators stayed on Elisa's case, but the rest went for Dorner to take care of that. So it went from 18 detectives down to four. 
which changed the dynamics of the whole investigation. And they had to go back to square one, basically, because they didn't find any evidence of her in the hotel. So they're kind of like, all we have is this footage now. Right. So they decided to um, release the video of the last footage that was found of her in the elevator to the public. At this point, it was 13 days after she first disappeared. They sent out this footage again. It was like a four and a half minute video or four minutes. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like you shouldn't go watch this at this point. We can like it, link it for people if yeah. they are if you interested. Want to see it, we'll put go it. For it. Yeah. It is disturbing to watch because mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on. But I am gonna just tell you here: if you don't go watch it, what happens? So the doors open, and Elisa walks in. She's dressed. She's kind of swinging her arms, and she bends over in front of the buttons and pushes all the buttons in the center row. She then moves to the corner. Then she moves back out and she pokes her head out the door, which has them closed. She pokes her head out the door, flips her head both ways, back and forth. Like she, like someone's after her. Like she's looking to see if someone's out there. Mm-hmm. And then she jumps back in. She tucks herself into the corner as if she's hiding mm-hmm. from somebody out there. She peeks outside again and she looks around the corner to her right. She then steps out of the elevator and makes kind of some weird movements and steps kind of like she's like square dancing mm-hmm. sort of like the movement like to the side and then back again. yeah like a square like mm-hmm. yeah. back and forth like in the door of the elevator and then she steps to the left and you can only see her arm in the video she comes back in to the elevator she starts pressing buttons for different floors once this was released people went nuts like there were youtubers and web sleuths that wanted to figure out what was going on mm-hmm. so they reviewed this video and they you know picked out every tiny detail and they said well the door's not closing the door's not closing why isn't it closing oh your door's normally closed but in that center row of the buttons at the very bottom it appeared to be like a a hold door button yeah like open door hold door. <laughs> do you know what i mean Game of oh yeah hold, hold on. door hold, hold on. Yeah. door um it was like familiar and i was like what is that from? i thought about earlier and i'm like oh hold door <laughs> anyway i loved him anyway <laughs> Big old teddy bear. Yeah. So they believe that she hit that button as well, and that's why the door wasn't closing. It wasn't like a weird malfunction. It wasn't someone was outside holding the door open. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something probably paranormal keeping it open as well. It was probably just because she hit that button mm-hmm. that keeps it open for an extra amount of time. So she hits additional buttons for different floors, which makes I don't. It's an old hotel, so it probably jammed up the elevator a little bit. Yeah, it probably did. And from out of the buttons that she pressed, so whatever floor you're currently on, the button will not stay lit up because it's where you already mm-hmm. are. So it looked like that she was on the 14th floor, which is the top, mm-hmm. not on the floor that she stays on, which is the fifth. Which is weird. Mm-hmm. So why was she at the 14th floor? And why was she pushing all these buttons when she knows the only place you can go is down, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, she like, it was really it's creepy. Like you were trying to confuse someone that was after you mm-hmm. on which floor you were going to. Mm-hmm. And maybe she didn't realize she hit the whole door button and she didn't know why it wasn't closing. But then again, she kept going in and out anyway, checking yeah. the hallways. So it was weird. She would run her hands through her hair as if she's kind of like maybe stressed or getting ready to do something. She steps back out of the elevator and then at this point, her hand movement, movements are a little strange. Like the way her hands are being held is really odd. Like mm-hmm. her fingers and her hands, something like her wrists look 
disjointed, like, like weird. Yeah. Right? It's weird looking. Like you wouldn't normally hold your hands in the way that she's holding them. And just the movements are erratic. And she's like waving her hands as if she's talking to someone or acting something out. Like it clearly looks like something is happening. Like there's a conversation going on with the way that like as if she's talking. Like she's interacting with someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. But again, you don't see anybody else. And her body movements are kind of twisting and turning. And at one point it looks like she's kind of like counting on her fingers maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. And eventually she does exit to the left side and she just leaves. She's gone. She does not enter the frame again. And eventually the elevator door closes and you're just looking at like the empty elevator for like the following two minutes. Cause she was only in the video for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes. Mm-hmm. And so the video ends. And at this point, like I said, the internet sleuths are all over this cause they want to figure out what's going on. I mean, it's also content for them mm-hmm. for their YouTube channel. So but they do genuinely want to figure out what's going on. So they look at this footage and they believe that it was altered and that there is like a missing minute. Now you cannot see the um, timestamp very yeah. clearly at all. You cannot tell what's really in there. It's but blurred. for the ones that, which I don't understand why it is blurred when you're releasing this to the public. It's right. weird. Mm-hmm. But for the ones that could decipher the pattern of how the numbers were moving and kind of make out what they were, it seemed like some of the seconds jumped or that they were slowed down. And at one point towards the end, after she leaves the scene, it does look like the elevator jumps from being like half open, open to, to from being completely like open to like already half closed. Half closed. Yeah, that's what it's I mean. really weird. Like, as if it was slowed down in the beginning of the video and then jumped mm-hmm. or if there was a minute cut out of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is weird. And I know during like the interview with the investigators, they didn't, they're like, we never edited it. Edited it. It's such a weird way to say. We never made any like cut alterations to the video. Neither did the hotel. I don't know. And he said, like, I don't know what the media had done with it after it was given. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? Like you, you have the, the original, videos? you could compare it. Yeah. So it's just kind of shady. But whatever. So a lot of people aren't sure why she was acting that way. That kind of looks like maybe she was on drugs, like hallucinating something. Maybe she was dealing with something paranormal. Can't or she, so she's on four medications for mm-hmm. bipolar, and then let's say she skips it or she yeah. missed the timing because something else weird happened. Mm-hmm. That can make you go into a psychotic break, yep. and that can make you be paranoid and mm-hmm. manic and stuff. And so I go back and forth on a lot, but I do think it had something to do with her medication. Yeah, I would agree. But for the ones who support the drug theory, the area she was in, it was a big market for drugs. Mm-hmm. So I get that. And she was traveling on her own. She was, you know, just breaking free. She's 21 years old. Maybe she wanted to experiment. Right. Um, I don't believe that, but I can see where the theory comes from. Absolutely. And how you could support it. Another theory was that somebody was after her and she was actually hiding from someone that was in the hallway. Which but is- wasn't captured on camera. Which it does look that way, but that's also where, mm-hmm. like, if she had, like, a schizophrenic break or something, mm-hmm. where she might have been, like, imagining people, yeah, it could go back and forth. You really have no idea. Right. So after looking into a little bit more about her stay there prior to her going missing, the investigators did learn that she had checked in um, into a room that she was sharing with other people because it was, like, a hostel. Mm-hmm. So there were other girls in this room. And... The girls started to complain about her behavior when they were staying with her. They said that she was acting strange, 
She was leaving notes on their beds saying things like, get out and go away. That is a major red flag, but I don't know how that... That, I believe, only recently came out from that manager, Amy Price, when she was interviewed. Yeah, so maybe she was making it up. I don't know, because that's, like, a huge thing. And just another thing, again, too, is schizophrenia really becomes apparent at the age of 21 for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's like a common age of diagnosis. So I've always thought something along those lines too, if she wasn't getting the proper amount of medication or she was over-medicated, mm-hmm. sometimes those mes- medications can lead to psychotic breaks. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was starting to act weird, but. Yeah. But her family shouldn't have let her leave if it was, because this was just within a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But that's like, was she being responsible with her medication? Mm-hmm. Have, were they on top of her with it before? Did she think, oh, I feel great because I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to. Yeah. I don't want to feel a lot of this on my meds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But oh, with the notes, she would also like keep hold the door shut when they would try to enter. Like they wouldn't, she wouldn't let them in because she wanted a password. <laughs> So it was just very odd, very odd. and childish mm-hmm. behavior. So eventually, after those complaints, the hotel did move her to her own private room by herself. Like, why wouldn't you check on her more, though? That's not, they're not I know. guardians. I know why. I'm just like, if you would like to think that society, yeah, mm-hmm. if somebody would have, it could have been different. Yeah. So they didn't really get any leads after releasing the footage to the public. I mean, they definitely had ideas and thoughts from mm-hmm. the internet sleuths and people that were trying to help solve the, the case, but nothing was really helping them. So eventually the guests that were still staying at the hotel, cause they didn't close down the hotel. They were still running their business. So there were still people staying there, not even really knowing what was going on there. Otherwise I don't think you would stay there. If you just realize there's a missing person case going on in the place you're staying at. Right. So a lot of them didn't know what was happening. I had just checked in. So eventually, they started getting complaints from the guests about water in the building. So the water pressure was, like, non-existent. So they were trying to brush their teeth. They were trying to take a shower, whatever. was not working very well. They said that the water smelled bad. It was discolored. Like, you would turn on the faucet. It would come out a dark color. You would let it run for a little while. It would clear up eventually. But it was gross. And it had a funny taste. The receptionist said that they would have their maintenance manager look into this. They would see why the water was acting the way that it was. So the maintenance guy, he went to investigate a little bit, like check the pipes, check the faucets. He's like, yeah, there's something going on. There's either no water in there, low water, mm-hmm. or it's clogged with mm-hmm. something. So he went up to the roof because that's where they hold their four water tanks. He got up there. There's a ladder to the roof to get to the tanks, or from the roof to get to the tanks. And there's a little hatch on top of the tank that you can open to look down into. He went to look inside the tank, and that was where he found Elisa. She was floating naked, and she was dead. Could you imagine being people this to was like find out that you were days. bathing and nope. drinking brushing water your teeth. for almost 20 days? No. Brushing your teeth in this water. So repulsive. For almost three weeks. I mean, poor her, but like, it's so gross. It's dangerous. Mm hmm. I can't imagine. I wouldn't want to stay like anywhere after that again. <laughs> it's Mm-mm. traumatizing. 
So they found her, and the maintenance manager went to tell the hotel manager what happened. But she admitted that before she called the police, she called her mother to kind of warn her that, like, hey, this is there's something going on. This is going to be a thing. Get ready. Like, that's a weird thing to do, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I get, like, maybe that initial shock and, like, you you don't think straight, but I feel like you're thinking straight if you're calling your mom to tell, give her a heads up about it. That's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. It's it makes weird. you seem, like, guilty in a way. <laughs> I don't know. But she did then call the police. The police showed up, and they found that she was floating face up in the tank in a considerable state of decomposition. She was naked, like I said, and her clothes were at the bottom of the tank. So they drained the tank to let her body float to the bottom, and then they cut a hole in the side of the tank because they weren't going to be able to, like, go up through. The you can't, like, lift in. a decomposing body and no. just, like, straight out with something, you like, heavy. You would, like, tear it yes, apart. Yes, what I would imagine. Be gentle with it if you want to mm-hmm. contain what's there to be able to... Yeah, you can't just like get a crane to like right. It so out. they had cut a hole in the side. Plus, the water needs drained. <laughs> exactly. So that yeah, they drain the water. They let her sink to the bottom slowly, and then they cut a hole inside the tank to get her out. Mm-hmm. They determined um, that. So looking back, at this the the lid to the tank was about twenty pounds, and it didn't have a hinge on it. So you had to like lift it and put it back on. And it was miscommunicated at some point that when she was found, the lid was closed it wasn't when the maintenance manager went up to the tank it was open but when you go back to when the police were up on the roof investigating, they should have noticed that that was like why would you look regardless when that's the only thing on the roof mm-hmm. it, it was and the clothes were there the clothes, clothes were inside oh inside the tank right mm-hmm. I, that blows my mind and they would not in like the interviews come out and admit wrong and, like mm-hmm. we didn't find anything we really didn't think she was up there I'm like but you didn't look mm-hmm. you could have found her days earlier i mean the outcome would have been the same but at least you would have saved some of the guests drinking contaminated water and more contamination mm-hmm. day in and, day and making out. her family wait weeks longer mm-hmm. when you could have just ended it right there right that's just so sad and it, it just but again it's the lapd you know it's not like the 70s or the 80s but maybe they're still not great right now. I don't know. <laughs> no, they're not. They're corrupt as shit. Yeah. So they took her body back. They did an autopsy. And they didn't show signs, any signs of violence. However, it did show on the um, toxicology report that it didn't seem like she was taking her meds properly. And when you were looking at the bottles of the medication, it seemed like it was... Decreased the by the amount. day of, like, her last time Correct. of refill. Yeah, if she was taking it the way that she should have been, mm-hmm. there should have been a certain amount in there, and it was not in there. Mm-hmm. So it did seem like she was not taking them the way that she would, which, like you, we had just talked about, could cause a psychotic break. Mm-hmm. And she could hallucinate. She could be delusional. All these things could be happening. She could have climbed into the tank on her own, you know, because she was hallucinating something. But her death was ruled as an accidental drowning. It wasn't considered a suicide because they did not think it was intentional. They thought that maybe her medication has caused something that made her think she needed to get in there. Get away, mm-hmm. take clothes off, some things on her. Yeah, because there was, well, there's various theories on what actually happened to her because a lot of people don't believe that it was an accidental drowning. Mm-hmm. They believe that she was murdered. And a lot of what supported that was the lid being closed because they were like, how could she put herself in there and then close that lid? Right. It's not hinge. You have to 
And when you get down in there, you have nothing to stand on. So how? Yeah, you're in the long run. When you later find out that it was actually open the whole time, it kind of like seems. It kind of seems like she opened it and she got in, and then other people were still like, "Well, she was naked. Why would she be naked? But her clothes were in there. She could have realized what happened when she got in there that she was drowning. Took her clothes way down, exactly. Mm -hmm. Or she could have been suffering hypothermia. If it was really cold in there. And she started, we covered this in yep, the atlas. Yeah, paradoxical mm-hmm. undressing. Mm-hmm. Thinking that she was hot, so she had to take her clothes off. I think it makes more sense to, like, get the weight off of you. Yeah, because have you ever been, like, thrown in water or something with mm-hmm. your clothes on? I weigh a ton. I was thrown in, like, when I was younger with a sweatshirt on. And, Ooh. and like, instant reaction. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I knew it was fine. Like, I could swim and but stuff. But panic. But yeah, you, I wasn't expecting it. And mm-hmm. the first thing I did was like wiggle out of my sweatshirt because it was like what was weighing me. I was like one of those like thick ass sweatshirts. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I believe that it was the medication. That's what I go to. And maybe someone, she talked to someone and they convinced her to stop taking her medication. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But there's a lot of theories. So there's theories of murder. There's government conspiracy, um, which I don't know if you, have you read about any of the conspiracies? A thought. little bit. So they thought there was like, she was involved or knew too much about like invisible cloaks of some sort of like a company that was like the military that was mm-hmm. testing these out. So they thought that who she was conversing with was someone that you couldn't see because they were, Hidden. That's so weird. I know. Other theories was that she was killed off because of tuberculosis testing. And it was weird because it like it lined up there was a tuberculosis outbreak after she was found. And a lot of outbreaks can happen from contaminated water, but she wasn't like shown to have TB. So Yeah, but the maybe just the water. Mm-hmm. But they thought that maybe they were doing testing on her. And I think one of the tests I don't have this written down, but I believe one of the tests was a weird coincidence what the name was. It was Lamb Dash Elisa, spelled exactly the same as her name. Mm-hmm. Just flip flop. Like, isn't that strange? It is it's strange. Weird. I mean, it's a weird coincidence that it happened at the same time that this was happening. I don't know. But, and then I think there was another theory about that she was playing the elevator game. Have you mm-hmm. heard of that? Mm-hmm. So that's a Korean game where. If you push buttons in a certain sequence, you can get to another reality. So they think that maybe she was... and But it looks just like your own reality. So I don't know. It's really weird. It's a confusing game. I don't know why you even want to do it. But they thought that maybe she was trying to get back to her reality and didn't realize she was in this one and went into the tank to try to get through a portal or to get home. But that's really out there. <laughs> I don't believe that's what it was. And she, if she was, it wasn't... The proper sequence that she was doing anyway mm-hmm. so it was just weird but that was all i had for her i did have just like a quote from one of her tumblr posts because like i said she was struggling with bipolar and depression a lot and she posted a lot about it because it was like her diary so mm-hmm. she would post a lot of these things and i think later because a lot of the internet sleuths got very attached to her and they were very upset with the outcome of what happened but a lot of them do believe that like what she has posted because it's still out there has helped a lot of people so i just wanted to add this quote in there depression sucks period if someone says to you they have depression don't ask why there is no why don't say stop being sad that is not helpful 
Just be around and make sure that they eat and go outside. Remind them every day it will get better. Tell them every day you love them and losing them would be unbearable. There is nothing else you can do. So, I don't know. It shows, like, where she kind of was, how she felt. Because it was, I think, a recent diagnosis as well. Mm -hmm. And so she was still processing it herself. But it's nice to know that these are still out there for anyone who might still need to read them. Yeah. So that was 2013. And then 2015 was the last registered death at the hotel. They found a body of a 28-year-old man who was just outside the hotel. It was believed that he may have jumped. But the cause of death wasn't completely verified. And again, that was the last recorded one. And the hotel at this point was currently closed for renovation because it was purchased in 2017 and they've been renovating it for low-income housing for Skid Row. And just a lot of a lot of death there. A lot of weird things. Lots to unpack. Yeah. A lot of dark energy that may have influenced some of the guests that stayed there to do what they did. Well, good job. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. So are you ready for my story? I'm so ready and I have no idea what it's going to be, so tell me. Okay, we're going to travel around the globe and we're going to Denmark. Denmark. Drags home slot, to be exact. Which what is was the that? Drags home slot. Okay. Drags home. Drags home. Okay. It's like spelled like home. Well, anyways. Drags home slot, to be exact. Do you, oh wait, do you have pictures for me? I do. Okay. Well, not like that many. It really kind of doesn't matter, but... Uh, this is actually the oldest building in Denmark, mm-hmm. and Slot is like a castle. So, okay, so, you know. So, Dragsholm is about two kilometers, which is one point two miles from Denmark's Nexel Bay on Zealand, which is the island Copenhagen is on. You can actually see at the first picture that I have mm-hmm. included. That is a view from the castle's land, and it's like a waterfront with a bunch of like fields and agriculture. It's really gorgeous. It is. I want to go there. The entire castle is surrounded by reclaimed agricultural land, but before the damming of Lamfjord, the castle was located on a tiny peninsula. The thin landmass was actually frequently used as a land crossing for ships that wished to, wished to avoid the dangerous seas of North Zealand. And this is not New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I know. I I keep thinking that in my head. The name Drags Home is a literal translation of this. Drag means to drag boats over land and home translate to islet. So okay. its name is what it was used for. Mm-hmm. The second picture is a, another view from the castle's land. It's actually kind of out back in the garden, and that's the agricultural reclaimed land. Okay. To get to Drag's home, and maybe after I'm done, you won't want to, but <laughs> you'll have to travel about 75 kilometers, which is 46.6 miles. Thank you. From Copenhagen. I can't convert that. Now. I can't either. And that's why I was like, I need to know like about how much this is. So driving there will take about an hour, which is definitely not bad because the entire ride is filled with scenic views and beautiful landscapes. And apparently you drive past Roskilde, which is the Viking capital of Denmark. And Roskilde actually comes back later, but they had me at Viking capital. I'm like booking my flight right now. (laughs) We're going. 
Another way to arrive at Drag's home is by train. The train ride is about two hours, but includes a 1.7 kilometer or a one mile walk at the end of the train ride, which I just what? like shout out to everythingcopenhagen.com for looking out for lazy people because they're like, you might not want to do this because you've got a mile walk after. Well, yeah. So like you get dropped off at the train station mm-hmm. and you have to walk to yeah, the castle. Not gonna be, I mean, a mile is not that far. No, honestly, it's probably a gorgeous walk. Mm-hmm. You can like take in the terrain. But it's not a ton of stuff could be annoying yeah so shout shout them out for <laughs> looking out for us the third picture i believe it is is actually like the front of the castle mm-hmm. um so it's beautiful it is beautiful so a little bit of history dragstone was built by the bishop of roskila around 1215 which again that's the viking capital mm-hmm. originally you would have thought that it was more of a palace than a castle or like a fort mm-hmm. but then it was fortified in the middle ages And let me tell you, those babies knew how to build and knew what they were doing because during a war known as the Count's Feud, which was 1523 to 1536, love the name, Yeah, the Count's Feud, Dragzone was the only castle on Zealand to remain standing. Everything else, like all buildings, everything was demolished. Wow. Except for this place. Like it withheld all of it. After the Reformation era, which was approximately ended in 1536, the land and castles of the church were delivered to the hands of the Danish crown. Dragsholm was then converted to a royal prison for nobility and religious heads. The castle was also badly damaged during one of the many wars between Denmark and Sweden. Basically, the Swedes tried to blow it up and they actually were pretty much successful, but it still was there the foundation and stuff was there seriously dude it's crazy and i wish that there were pictures from its original Mm -hmm. and we'll get into its style now but following the war the king was in massive debt so in 1694 he sold the castle to a nobleman the nobleman rebuilt the castle in a baroque style of the era which baroque is like that highly ornate and elaborate Mm -hmm. style of architecture art and design and that flourished in europe in the 17th and first half of the 18th century i didn't know this but it did originate in italy which makes sense Mm -hmm. with the name and it and the influence like quickly spread and it was actually the first visual style to have a significant worldwide impact So not important at all, but I just like looked into that Mm -hmm. a little bit. The nobleman actually was able to keep it in the family until 1932. And that was when the family line died out. Yeah. So that's from 1694 to 1932. Pretty decent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The castle was then turned over to the central land board. They then sold the estate to a private owner named J.K. Bakker, which I probably did say that last name wrong, but I'm doing my best here. The Bakker family still owns it, upkeeps it, and manages the property. It's now a luxury hotel, a tourist attraction, and a Michelin star restaurant. Amazing. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, where the hell is the hauntings? Well, hold your damn horses. Okay. And the horses will come. Tell me. So, the castle slash luxury hotel slash Michelin star restaurant slash tourist attraction slash whatever you want it to slash be. Slash amusement park slash beach, whatever. Slash park <laughs> in general. You said amusement park, same thing. So, it's thought to be the home of at least 100 ghosts. What? hmm Well, there are rumors and tales of 100 ghosts in the castle, psychics and mediums have repeatedly identified four active spirits. And they can actually be traced to the history of the castle, so that's why I kind of touched base on some of those Mm-hmm. Um, monumental 
dates for the castle. A big thing to remember a big thing to remember is that this castle was used for noble and ecclesiastic prisoners. Depending on the severity of their crimes, these prisoners were kept in conditions ranging from reasonable comfort to abject misery. So it really depended on what they thought your punishment should be. In no particular order, I'm going to go through the ghost stories of the active spirits. And then I have a bonus one, too. Cool. So the first is the lingering bishop. So remember the Danish king who seized the castle? Mm -hmm. Well, it was the 16th century, and the king rose to challenge the church and feuded with with leadership. So in Denmark, one of those leaders was that powerful bishop of Roskilla. Obviously, well, this isn't the one who built it. Right. Because <laughs> that was in 1215. Mm-hmm. But anyways, one of the powerful bishops of Roskila, uh was, you know, a leader and challenging the church and leadership. So obviously the king had to deal with the bishop and he imprisoned him in Dragstone. These prisoners were relegated to cells in the tower located in the castle's center. Mm-hmm. So today those cells are modern hotel rooms with obviously much better amenities <laughs> and like not the cruel things that happen to them. Mm-hmm. But guests who have stayed in the area of the hotel have reported moaning and wailing come fr- coming from the hallways on the second floor specifically. Ooh. And they are always in the area of the tower cells. So another picture, if you want to look, it really doesn't matter, but I think it's the fourth picture. Mm-hmm. That's what the room looks like now. But especially on the second floor where the bishop was kept is where they have one of the active spirits. Okay. To hear moaning and wailing. Wailing. Yeah, like they were being tortured. No thanks. The next is the unearthly Earl of Bothwell. (laughs) Okay. Born James Hepburn, the fourth Earl of Bothwell, and the third husband of Mary, Queen of Scots. The marriage between the two took place during the time of Reformation. With conflicts over the crown of Scotland, the Earl escaped to Norway, which was then a Danish territory. He then was captured and imprisoned. Why? Because his ex, a Norwegian noblewoman who wanted him held and her family's dowry returned, requested that he be imprisoned. (laughs) Such 16th century Mm -hmm. drama, like, let me tell you. So you see, James Hepburn was originally engaged to Anne Rustung, which is the Norwegian noblewoman that I spoke Mm -hmm. of, when he apparently just took off to Scotland to marry Mary, Queen of Scots. He took Anne's sizable dowry with him, so her father requested him to be held in prison and I mean, yeah. for the dowry to be returned. That makes sense. Definitely. <laughs> Pretty, like, I don't know, risky stuff. Yeah. When the Danish king learned that the earl was in Norway and that he was wanted for murder, which we didn't bring that up yet, by the English, he had brought him to Copenhagen. He then decided to have him imprisoned at Dragson. So why was he wanted for murder? Yeah. Because he was accused of murdering the second husband of the Scottish queen, Lord Darnley. And that is when he fled. Wow. So he, like, ran to go marry her. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it was wanted because they think that he killed the second husband. Mm Mm-hmm. Fled back to Norway, Mm -hmm. or which Norway was in Denmark's territory, like I said. And they got word so like it's just like this mess of 16th century drama oh my gosh it was an easy decision because for the king because word had gotten to the king that the earl of bothwell's marriage to mary had been dissolved so he could do something about it because 
Mary and him, like, mm-hmm. he doesn't really have that it's not much. protected. Exactly. The Earl of Bothwell would die at Drag's home slot at the age of 44 in 1578, which isn't surprising because he was kept in extreme conditions. He was chained to a pillar and left to die, is oh. pretty much what okay. happened. For the last 10 years of his life, he was chained to that pillar that was half his own height, so he was unable to stand upright. And the pillar can actually be seen at Drag's home today, surrounded by a circular groove dug in the floor by the enchained Lord Bothwell's shuffling. Which I'm like, do they just keep, like, making a circle? Or, like, what? how do you know that that's from it? So he must have, like, 10 years. Uh He must have really put in, like, a circle. It is said that the ghost cannot rest and appears in the courtyard of the castle. Sometimes his ghost can be seen riding a horse-drawn carriage through the courtyard told you the horses were going to come back mm-hmm. some guests even report hearing horse hooves in the courtyard but there have not been horses on the site in years interesting james's mummified body is kept in the nearby farbao church why i don't know which i want to like go see this mummified mm-hmm. body like can you see it or yeah. do they just say it's mummified and like any right yeah it might just be away which the church is pictured there too but it's not really that important to see mm-hmm. just like the architecture is neat. Yeah, it is. The next one, the White Lady of Dragsome Slot. The earthly name of the White Lady of Dragsome Slot is thought to be Selena Bulves, the daughter of the powerful and noble Bulves family. Okay. Selena was betrothed to a man from another noble family, and her father anticipated the marriage to bring prestige to the two. Okay. That's why you married. Right. But our girl Selena had different plans. She <laughs> fell for a commoner who Aww. worked at Dragstone Castle or Slot. It's a her, love story. It is. It's, it's a love story. Baby, just say yes. <laughs> so her father quickly discovered this scandalous relationship, but decided he would compromise with her. Selena was allowed to carry on the relationship with the commoner until the day of her wedding. Things didn't go as planned. Okay. <laughs> Prior to the wedding date, Selena found out she was pregnant. Of course. Her father was furious. Mm-hmm. So he did what all fathers would do. Imprison her at Drag's home. Of course. She would be chained to a wall in the basement. And eventually, like, like, um, the mm-hmm. Earl chained. But eventually, what's different with her is her captors would build a wall around her and leave her to die. <gasps> like, straight savagery. How long did that take? Do we know? Because she was pregnant, right? Do you think it lasted longer if she was pregnant? Or like, well, I mean, oh. like, did she have to give birth while she was? No, I mean, think about it. You, oh, like how long until they built the wall? Yeah. Like, did her pregnancy even make it? Like, I don't know. I'm just picturing like having to give birth. I didn't think about that. Being cased in. I feel like she died before nine months. Yeah. Hmm. So. The story is thought to come from the 1930s, like when everything was unveiled about mm-hmm. this. Because again, she was in a wall. Yeah. And again, remember the castle didn't change families for 300 years, years until the 1930s. So when construction was being done to modernize the plumbing of the castle, workers discovered a skeleton behind a wall in the basement, which is how they know that mm-hmm. like the wall is built. And she was wearing a white dress. Aww. Today, people report the ghost of a lady in white walking the castle halls and crying for her lover. Occasionally, she even wails in agony because she had not found him yet. 
I'm like, that's just so sad. It is really sad. This one's a little bit happier. Okay. The Grey Lady of Drag Swim Slot. The Grey Lady. I know, it's happier. The Great Lady. <laughs> the Grey Lady was said to be a beautiful wom- woman who had worked at the castle. While working at the castle, she developed a toothache and complained to the master of the castle. The castle master... <laughs> there's so much castle in this. The castle master produced a poultice to ease her pain, and for a time, she seemed cured. Her soreness and inflammation was relieved, but the tooth itself became infected and she died from the oh infection. God, can you imagine? Her spirit remains and walks the castle in an effort to thank the castle master for relieving her pain. She commits good deeds for those who work and stay in the castle. Oh. Not much else is known about the woman. You know, some witnesses claim that she haunts the halls looking to do good deeds and to like commend people mm-hmm. for doing good deeds but she's always a happy ghost and she's just protecting her beloved castle Aww. yeah so those were like the four main ones that mm-hmm. they say are like the active spirits this bonus one is the ghost of Eisler Brockenhus Eisler Brockenhus was once the king's confidant but somehow he blew it and ended up in the prison Uh-oh. he is known by his nickname Mad Squire because he lost his sanity towards the end of his imprisonment, only being able to blurt out bitter and abusive dialogues which people were unable to follow. <laughs> it is said you can hear him rambling in the corridors near where his cell used to be. That would be freaky. Mm-hmm. You just hear random insults yeah. from a corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the <laughs> You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking pussy. <laughs> wonder what their insults were like. I don't know. It was probably like lame though. Overall, I think Drag's Home Slot is pretty intriguing. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to know how often people report witnessing ghosts. Like, is it every time you stay? Is yeah. it occasionally? Is it certain times of the year? I wonder how much it is to stay there. I don't I didn't look into it, but I'm sure there has to be something since it does hold over 800 years of history. Mm-hmm. And not only just history, but brutal history. I mean, so many people died there. But and it's just weird to me though that also so many people die at the Cecil and you don't mm-hmm. have as many store like detailed stories. Yeah. That's weird. It's like covered up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, many people were really tortured, imprisoned in cruel environments, like we said. So I'm sure some of their souls like hung on. Mm-hmm. Even like the females too, you get attached to something maybe. That's true. Cause if you think about like if the majority were suicides. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't want to linger, mm-hmm. right? Because right, yeah, I don't anyway, know. But that would make sense. Being tortured like, and being held against your will, right? And you, you know, like you were in love with someone, you were forced to searching. Or... Yeah, you were, like mm-hmm. died searching or having that lonely soul. I don't know. So how could a place like not that not be haunted? Maybe mm-hmm. for the most part, I think it probably is. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, are you coming to Denmark with me? Absolutely. Should we do a live show there? We should. (laughs) Also, like I said, the castle is now a luxury hotel, Michelin star restaurant, tourist attraction. I wonder if that sounds expensive, so we might just save up our pennies. (laughs) If you're unable to book a room, you can still visit for a haunted lunch, or maybe we can ask the gray lady to give us a little tour. We'll do a good deed, and she'll give us a tour. So sweet. Yeah. So, like, my it was short, but... It was a lot less than I thought it was going to be because I was like, oh, my gosh, this old castle. Mm -hmm. I found it on, like, multiple lists of, like, some of the most haunted places on Earth. But I never heard of it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I looked into it. That was cool. I like that one. 
Yeah. We should go. Yeah, we should. It'd be fun. I don't want to go to the Cecil anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm good on that. Honestly, I just don't want the water. Yeah. No, thank you. We'll be freaking out. But yeah. So that was a little spooky episode for you guys. And we liked it. Along with history, of course. But always. Always history. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed that. We might do more. Who knows? Yeah, Definitely I think we around, will. Like Halloween, we'll be doing some creepy things, I think. Yeah. For sure. But this will be our creepy place. Yeah. Well, definitely now that this it's gotten dark. I know. Yeah. Well, it got really dark. Like with the light lighting up your face from underneath, it's like spooky. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us on and like our Facebook page at Unprofessionals Asking Questions. Follow our Facebook. Nope. Follow our Instagram page at UAQPod. Send us an email at UAQPod at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and rate us on the platforms that you listen on. And I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye.